Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of She's an Artist. This week I am so over the moon excited to bring you the ladies of Sequin, Cleo Gray and Crystal Arnett. Sequin was founded in April 2017 and since then they have collaborated with tons of artists trying to change the narrative of all arts. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and thanks so much for listening. Hello everyone and welcome to She's an Artist. I'm here with the ladies of Sequin, Cleo Gray and Crystal Arnett. Hello! How's it going? Great. We are super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you guys here. Welcome to my apartment. My small Manhattan it's apartment. It's really cute. Oh, thank you. I mean, you can't see it, but we can. It's adorable. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I'm just like covered in drag queens and Carol Channing right now. It's great. As one should always be. Oh, yeah. We're big fans of Carol Channing. Oh, perfect. Well, um, let's just get started. So where did you guys get your start in the arts field? Do you want to hop in, in first? Um, I guess we'll, I pre, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll loop into each other. That's, oh, yeah, how, that's totally. how it'll go. Yeah. Um, so I, my quick story is that I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida mm-hmm. and where I'm from, they are really big on, uh, public arts, uh, mm-hmm. schools. And so, and I was in fourth grade, there was a middle school of the arts that opened okay. in my County and I was, it was told like. My teacher said, hey, you should audition for this school. So starting in sixth grade, um, I had no idea what I was doing, but I did audition and I got in. And so starting in sixth grade, I went to art school Mm -hmm. um, and definitely just kind of had the birth luck of being, you know, where I was um, and that these were public schools Mm -hmm. uh, because otherwise there wasn't um, probably a lot of opportunity for me to be uh, in the arts any extracurricular way um so yeah so I started going I I got a chance to be like 12 years old with a plan yeah (laughs) um definitely around then I know that like this was what I was going to do but I wasn't sure how and Mm -hmm. I think that extends all the way to today so I I went to like middle school for the arts high school for the arts and then I went to North Carolina school of the arts so very specific (laughs) very uh straightforward path um and but all along that way, I was always doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So um, and I was surrounded by incredible talent and film programs and photographers. So I got a chance to be um, immersed inside of, of art culture forever. And when I moved to New York in 2009, I did a lot of films and stuff. And then in 2010, I got back from doing a movie and saw an audition for The Bats at the yeah. Flea. And that was completely life changing because mm-hmm. I found a, a theater home, mm-hmm. and because it, of the nature of the company and that we volunteer there, I also had an opportunity to buy a camera, mm-hmm. and I then said, "Hey, I want to make videos." And because we volunteer, it, they don't say no. Yeah, of course. When you when you say <laughs> yeah. when you say I want to do something, and and I had incredible freedom. So starting in two thousand and eleven. I um, got to be the Flea's videographer, which has then now in six years turned into a full-time business for me and uh, and really, really incredible. At the same time, I was part of the group that started, um, I was with the company when we started doing serials at the Flea, Mm -hmm. the late night uh, festival, and um, developed that show in the fall of 2010. And in 2011, met Cleo. (laughs) 
Oh, I, I go ahead, then I'll jump back. You jump. No, it's a much more roundabout way of getting started. Um, was, I'd always done, like, plays and musicals and all of that, and my mom, like, signed me up for, like, theater camp to, like, do something Ooh. with my friends. <laughs> um, and I just kind of kept going. I think, like, anybody who knew me in middle school or high school was probably, like, the last person that they would think that, one, would have gone to college for this, and two, would still be doing it. Um, I ended up go, uh, going to uh, Montclair State University, which actually has a really lovely theater program, and I was in the BFA class there. And then just kind of kept going. I would find myself in little communities and families. I worked with um, uh, this theater company, The Theater Project, in Cranford, New Jersey, and then just kept going and meeting people. And I did a show with, um, who was a former bat, but how I got into the flea, Sean McIntyre is doing a show. And like we met up in the city once I had moved here in like 2010. Um, he's like, go oh, audition for the bats. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but okay. And he's like, they're next week. Just show up. <laughs> so I did. Um, and I was uh, an understudy for She Kills Monsters. And then ended up doing um, serials that summer. I jumped in not knowing anything about the company, anything about serials. Ended up being in two groups that week, like brand new. So I was like doing like two shows in the first week. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's about probably when we met. Yeah, no, we definitely, we weren't on the same team, but, yeah. you know, we ended up both being, like, captains of our serials teams, and eventually, you know, during that show, um, being leaders in that that show mm-hmm. um, in 2014, when they were looking for new producers, executive mm-hmm. producers for that, uh, we both applied, mm-hmm. and um, were named the new I'd say, we say executive, pro- I guess creative producer was yeah. the term that it yeah. kind of landed at, because we weren't um, finding money, yeah, <laughs> but we were in charge of everything else. So, okay. um, so yeah, we took over creative producing serials at the fleet in the fall of 2014 and then, um, stayed on as the producers through spring of 2016. Mm-hmm. But at that point I had done the show myself. I'd done the show for five and a half years and you'd done it for five. Five. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. I think at that time I had done the most weeks though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I'd taken off like three weeks and like the entire five was awful. Oh my what was I thinking? Yeah. Never sleeping. And then from there, <laughs> I mean, the, the fleet certainly and the bats, I mean, that amount of time and, and with serials, that amount of people and mm-hmm. honestly, you know, my network with North Carolina School of the Arts is incredible. Yeah. But also, I've met every single per, almost every single person. But I would say it's my grad school. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, like, where yeah. The play was like hundred percent. Like getting to act that many weeks in front of a live audience, getting to work with those that many uh, collaborators. Yeah, it was totally, it yeah. and it was also the time where we got a chance to like cut our, like not just cut our teeth, but like put our craft to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're, we're kind of... It like, was a special time. It was a very special time. <laughs> oh, yes. So lovely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, and I still work there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still the, a resident artist at the Flea, and at this point, you know, it's um, been my total artistic home here in the city, and has also given me all these other homes to be a part of too. That's great. So I, I'm also family at Ars Nova or with yeah. Cult Core and North Theater Workshop or with, you know, and um, Atlantic Theater Company. So it's it's been the home base for mm-hmm. everything. Great, um, that's awesome. And I know I stepped out of the company in uh, right after we ended Serial, mm-hmm. so in March of 2016, mm-hmm. and I was a real like, okay, what now moment. Mm-hmm. And I left right shortly after I did a Sarah Gensher's play, Place We Built, and then left in May. Yeah. So mm-hmm. very shortly after. And it had been such a huge part of our 
I'm saying I'm saying our because I feel mm. like the same same thing um, yeah. of our lives at that point like every week it was always this was where we were going to be but I think mm. it was important to take some time yeah. um, but I'm, I certainly felt like I had hit a sort of a ceiling in that space mm-hmm. for what I could do as a producer and what I could do as an actor there and I thought mm-hmm. okay I'm comfortable yeah now what mm-hmm. um, and so uh, and I, they were leaving 41 White Street, the building, too. So we're like, I think it's yeah. probably a time for us to transition. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, this week, there yeah. is the official grand opening of the new oh, building. Oh, so, yeah. Which is where I auditioned way back in 2010 when oh, it was still man. a collections agency, like a, like a former oh, collections yeah. agency. Oh, really? Oh, my God. With cubicles, and it was crazy. Was oh, at the flea. I auditioned at the flea, but yeah, I was there for when you had to like rehearse in a cubicle like a space like the size of your living room it where like crazy. smushed against like a desk and like a yeah. so it was like still all <laughs> the old furniture had been like yeah. left there it was it was just completely like still the old building oh and yeah they hadn't taken anything out yet it was you know so was, oh, memory still felt very downtown <laughs> great place for hide yeah. and seek oh yeah. yeah of course well so fast forward and now you guys have started sequin mm-hmm. so what really led to you guys starting all of this um, I'm trying to think of what actually came first. We had planned the trip to go to the Poconos first. Yeah. 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 We, had, yeah. So we had planned to just go take like a little like weekend because um, at this place, the Poconos, uh, and it was going to be oh, before the election and we're like, okay, it'll be after inauguration. So we'll go to inauguration and then come home and then go on this little vacation that we haven't taken a vacation forever. Yeah. I, I always and go, go out that. and go snow. I, I tend to go to this uh, retreat, um, this not retreat, but this yeah. um, uh, resort, resort out mm-hmm. in the Poconos that my mom has as part of her timeshare program. Okay. Um, she has a, a program that lets her use... Uh, places all over the country okay. it's like a points thing and so there's this one in the Poconos and so for years I've been going out to go snowboarding oh awesome and I think you know w- with us stopping with cereals mm-hmm. in March of 2016 like that left the rest of the year to kind of do a big what now mm-hmm. I went to Europe for six mm-hmm. weeks and kind of just chilled like okay. did a whole bunch of, of of just thinking and searching mm-hmm. and you okay. know Refinding my feet mm. personally, mm-hmm. um, and then of course the election was a lot was happening. Yeah, <laughs> just so, a little. So yes, this thing that started as okay, we're gonna go on like a nice little trip and live in our little. Oh, I don't know. Um, so then it turned of, into yeah, yeah instead of the women's march, march. <laughs> yeah, instead of going to the inauguration, it turned into going to the women's march, and we took the bus down and went there. And then like forty-eight hours, we're heading on this trip, and like a very weird driving into like. Not quite rural Pennsylvania, but definitely yeah. Trump territory. <laughs> yeah. And being like, oh my God, what are we going to do with our lives in the world? And feeling very, um, I don't know. Well, like, you know, the Women's March in so many ways was a, a highly successful call to arms. Oh, um, yeah, of course. You know, it was that thing of... Oh, what, um, what's next? What do we do? Okay, we're here now, so... What do we do? Mm-hmm. Right. That um, wasn't obviously the end. And it yeah, hasn't been. Yeah. Like, the Women's March wasn't the goal. That was just yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And we, you know, listening to all the speakers and um, feeling just, like... The energy from other people. and Yeah. Again, the feeling of, like, money need, needing to do something. So we were there, and the Poconos, and Crystal was thinking, wow, this is such a great... I know, like, for the first time I had a moment of, like, oh, what... Oh, we should use this yeah. space. We like, should bring yeah. other people up here. Wouldn't this be so great 
to just bring some of their artists up here. Yeah, we should have like a retreat. retreat. I was like, oh my, that's something we could do. We're like, okay, let's plan a retreat. That'd I remember, so yeah, we were like driving. I was like driving yeah. a friend to the airport afterwards. And I was like, I'm going to have an artist retreat in the Poconos. Yeah. And she was like, really? What are you going to do with that? I was like, I don't know. We're just going to have an artist retreat. We're just going to bring artists to have space. So, we, so, I, um, so I called my mom right away and I mm-hmm. said, hey, mom, um, what do you think about this idea? Would mm-hmm. you donate two villas for a week in the summer so we can bring um, emerging artists mm-hmm. out on a retreat? Mm-hmm. And she goes, yes. You know, she's um, my mom is is super working class. Like yeah. she makes as much money as I do, if not maybe less, depending on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, she has nothing really. She, she can't write a check mm-hmm. to, to support organizations, yeah. but she has a timeshare. Yeah. Right? And, and it's important to her, and it's something that she can give me and my sister. Yeah. And um, in this situation, she felt it was her way to stand up. Yeah. Because she's, she she's a part of the resistance, mm. but she's maybe less forward with it. So mm. this is her way. So, so, um, so we knew that that was an, a yes. My mom said, yeah. totally, let's plan it. And then we started talking about, okay, well, we're so gonna what do, is this? So we're going to do retreat, but wait, what else are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. And I think in, you know, we started throwing ideas around. We're like, okay, but like, we, we can't just do a retreat. Like, that's not, that's what, what else is this? Well, I think it came from the, like, what do artists need? Because uh, the original thing was like, oh, let's give this retreat because people need a space yeah. to, to create and to have time. We're like, okay, that's one thing artists need. What else do they need? These are things like certain sets of skills or things that we can offer right now. We don't have a lot. We don't necessarily always know what we're doing, but we want to do something. Right. And so we started kind of compiling lists and having conversations (laughs) like, oh, we can add this and we can add this. We're like, that's something that we can do. Yeah, I think that there's this, um, there's definitely an existential crisis that happens often when you're an artist. Yeah. Where you think like, I'm looking at my hands right now and I'm Mm -hmm. going, okay, I've got these hands and Mm -hmm. they're they're very useful. I've built sets out of Mm -hmm. nothing. I'm like a super resourceful Mm -hmm. person. There Mm -hmm. is so much... We're doing cereals where it's making everything out of like cardboard and dreams. Like, yeah, it's really just like a, we've all been there. A make it work moment at <laughs> <Yes>. all times. <laughs> and if we can do that, yeah, or so we can do that anywhere. And I think often, you know, we get. I know I've in my whole life I've been like, am I meant? To, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. Um, how am I impacting society? Mm. How am I being a part when I'm, you know, like. Am I putting my hands to work? Yeah. So we started thinking about that. And now in a nice roundabout back to cereals, mm-hmm. I think um, what really started happening is we started talking about our experience as the producers of cereals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and can we launch were... into the case study, but I'll let you. Oh. <laughs> no, well, because um, every week we would have to get, uh, in theory, five writers. And then uh, if a week was going forward, you get two new ones with yeah. like maybe 48 hours notice. Yeah. And we tried very hard to make sure that we reached parity because... Yeah, Yeah, in 2015, um, that year was the year that was the most programmed ever for serials. We did eight cycles that year, and we did three-week cycles, almost predominantly. Mm -hmm. It ended up being 23 weeks. Okay. So that's that's a lot of weeks. Yeah. And that meant 115 scripts. Wow. Um, Not all of those were were new shows. You know, you Mm -hmm. had continuing scripts, Mm -hmm. but all of those weeks required having a writer and a director Mm -hmm. for each of five teams. Yeah. And um, that year, also, I worked on a project called the Make It Fair Project. Yes. um, Hashtag Make It Fair. And and me and a bunch of awesome women got together, and we made this, like, parody music video. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was like, you know, We Are the World, and it was all about gender parody and the arts. and, And so that was in... 
March of mm-hmm. 2015. And so I said, you know, Cleo, we need to do this. We need to make sure that... Because I had started doing the numbers for yeah. serials. I started going back over the years and realizing that we weren't, we weren't, we hadn't been hitting any sort of parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and then looking at why, and um, we said, okay, we're going to do this. This mm-hmm. is our, we're, we have a goal for this year. And we did. Mm-hmm. We did. We, we at least structured it as cisgendered um, men and not cisgendered men was our mm-hmm. best way of breaking that year down. Mm-hmm. And it was like 52%, 48%. Um, but at the same time, we started looking at our uh, how many of those artists, and we're talking about writers and directors, mm-hmm. um, not, not the acting teams, uh, how many of those artists were non-white? And our numbers for 2015 was 12%. Okay. Um, and it wasn't... And I'm, I'm totally, I'm always like happy to say that. Like, yeah. we didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, we succeeded on one goal and then we were really, really not successful. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we realized not for lack of trying. Right. That's like, if we were putting in a lot of work every week to try and find people and like build our lists, yeah. that what is it like for people who are not thinking about that first and foremost? Like, it's, it's difficult if you're not actually like conscious yeah conscious of doing the thing and Mm -hmm. I understand but we have to do better (laughs) of course totally get it it's hard but then what and we would be building out you know the way it works for us (laughs) is that we would be building out like these these dream lists and each Mm -hmm. team would come to us and they'd say these are the artists we want to work with and then we as the producers would come back and say okay well here are artists we think you should work with Yeah. and we would go alright great Um, we'd love to bring in some non-binary playwrights who do we know Mm-hmm. And like, who do we and all 40 other people involved in this project? Yeah. And the list was incredibly short. Yeah. Um, and that was echoed not only in our community, but actually at the fleet, but also um, in the larger off-off-Broadway community. Mm-hmm. And we'd ask that question again. And, and similarly, we'd say like, oh, we, we know this. Like, it wasn't even 10 names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if it was, it was people who were working at a level that were... Right. Also, like we couldn't get to yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like Laverne Cox or something yeah. right? it was like out we can't, of we can't call Laverne on like a Sunday night and say yeah. hey would you like to write us a play for Tuesday yeah exactly um, so that's the other thing we need you know whereas other demographics mm-hmm. were readily available mm-hmm. oh yeah of course we're like we can't have you this way yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and I should I should go back and say one of the reasons um, beyond just the part of like it's important to have representation on stage mm-hmm. it also made our show better yes of course like our goals to say that we want gender parity mm-hmm. and we want as much you know um as many varied points of view as possible on the mm-hmm. stage was not just for like optics it Which was is diversifying storytelling yeah, yeah exactly it's it makes it better for the audience it makes it better for the actors to get to work with different people like it's oh yeah of course it's five plays in a night yeah. so if you watch five plays that are all coming from, from the same viewpoint they yeah. inevitably mm-hmm. they can be great they can oh yeah, yeah awesome. and that, they, that, I think that's also the thing it's like it was never about talent it was just about yeah, yeah. wonderful humans and just like the hunger for good stories yeah, you know, yeah just what, what, what can you offer an audience in an evening and so we found our weeks that were the, the most you know coming from the most different points of view and people mm-hmm. coming from different backgrounds of all kinds yeah would create a show that was really exciting yeah and you walked out feeling like you haven't seen that Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was our goal. So with that in mind, we turned kind of that sort of led us mm-hmm. to sequin because we thought about all the challenges we had had. Yeah. And we were like, what if we take 
producing off the table mm -hmm. because the other thing that would happen to us while we were making the show was we only, you know, it's so fast. By Sunday night, you just need things sometimes. Like yeah, you you could ask, you could you go, you could keep but looking, you still have to keep put up a searching, show in two days. <laughs> you still have to put up a show. So at some point, you have to kind of say, "I can't look, I can't search, I can't." Who's available um, right now? Or who's? Yeah, exactly. And if that list was too short, mm -hmm. then you wouldn't end up maybe with what you wanted. And so yeah. we started. Our central questions were, "Why are these lists so short? Mm -hmm. How do we change that?" If if it if the problem for companies mm -hmm. or for or anyone is that they say like they just aren't aware of the talent or they don't mm -hmm. know who to go to how do we fix that and if we aren't making shows if we aren't putting ourselves on a deadline of mm -hmm. of a season yeah then it gives us all the time to do the things we couldn't do mm -hmm. which was nurture promote and connect mm -hmm. which is what we do at sequin yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so now you have this wonderful organization or collective called Sequin, and my take from it is that you're bringing a more like diversified narrative to the arts community, basically. Well, I think the big thing that we're trying to do is just connect circles, because mm -hmm. we understand that you can only, I mean, where the people usually work with the people that they know, because of course, yeah. those are circles. So if we can broaden those circles and start mm -hmm. to connect them outside of, and not just even theater, mm -hmm. uh, that theaters become a very, it's a very insular, like we work with each mm -hmm. other, you know, like the same, like 50 people or whatever, and that's oh, who yeah. we work with the most, which is, of course. Of yeah. course. Um, but why aren't we partnering with people who are more like film oriented or mm -hmm. dance oriented or poetry or uh, fine arts? And um, outside of that, outside I mean, of that. I adore my friends who work in tech yeah. and they're brilliantly creative mm -hmm. um, and have resources. And, and, you know, we can all sit here and talk about how incredible theater artists are and how, oh, yeah. and how most of the time you put a theater artist in any space and they make it amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so not only personally do I want us to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But we need everyone else to come be with us. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, to quote to quote a certain presidential candidate, yes. we are truly stronger together. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes. So um, I think that the our emphasis on the idea of makers mm -hmm. Because also everyone's a multi-hyphenate. Even if you think that you're not, you probably are. Oh yeah. You don't like. I think it's hard for people to always like label themselves because I think if you haven't like done a very specific thing, you're like, I don't know, do I want to call myself like a this or a that? I'm like, you are though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's a, a fear that happens if you if you give yourself, you know, too many boxes. Mm -hmm. People are gonna, I don't know, they're not gonna believe you or something. Yeah, or, or you just like feel like you haven't earned it. I think mm -hmm. there's like a whole earning thing, which I think is... So why don't we just talk about being makers? Yeah. Why don't we just talk about the, the work that's being done? Um, and how about we get rid of the boxes? I liked what, mm -hmm. I really liked what Julia said. Mm -hmm. One of our artists who went on retreat with us mm -hmm. said, she said, the walls of the boxes are falling down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is great. And actually, it doesn't feel like this is a new idea. I mean... Come on, Leonardo da Vinci got to do everything. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he was like an everything man. Literally yeah. everything. I yeah. Mean, you know, if he was around today, he would be doing a podcast. I'm sure he'd have yeah. a podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would. And, yes, he would. You know, yeah. he'd be running from, from media to media. So, mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, what do we exactly do? Do you want to break down our, like... <laughs> um, as far, or, yeah, in the larger macro, or do you want to go into each... 
Oh, I guess, well, we can do... So the thing that's been a little difficult for people is because Sequin isn't, doesn't really look like other organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, oh, are you a, an agency? Yeah. Are you a, a platform? Are mm-hmm. you a... What, what do you guys do? I and guess the large answer is yes to all yes, of, so all of that. that. Yes, yeah. Correct. You're everything. Um, <laughs> Um, but we're, we're definitely an organization that's putting to work the tools that 2017 and onwards are requiring not only of us, but also of artists. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, what do, what, going back to the central yeah, question. Yeah, what do people need? What do what people do need? artists need? Mm-hmm. And we looked at it and we said, okay, emerging makers need space. Starts to create, yeah. which is the first thing that's mm-hmm. with the retreat. And they need a platform to be heard from because yeah. if you don't, if no one can hear your work or, or know who you are, yeah. then it doesn't matter. You can't mm-hmm. create in a vacuum. And then they need an introduction mm-hmm. to the people or the organizations that can help, you know, bring mm-hmm. Or to just each other. Or to yeah. build that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we kind of um, attack each of those three sort of uh, tent poles, yeah. I guess, with uh, very critical and tactical goals. So with the space idea, we literally did what we first said we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and we went on a retreat um, from August 27th until September 1st. And I don't know if you want to... Yeah, it was great. We took uh, five amazing artists. Um, we had a, a dancer and poet uh, duo. We had a basically like filmmaker, videographer... I mean, everybody was a multi-hyphenate. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, writes. so, we, yeah, we had um, Nia and Ness are, yeah, they're a poet, dancer, duo. They'll be on next week. Oh, they're going to be on oh next week? Gosh, oh my gosh, yay! We love we them love so them. much. We love them. Um, so, and then, um, you know, Julia is a, she primarily has spent a lot of her time in interactive video, which mm-hmm. is really a cool storytelling. And then, but she's also a, a writer. A and, photographer, a dancer, an actor. Yeah. And Amy um, works as a playwright, and she primarily identifies in that way, but she's also an incredible consultant on, mm-hmm. like, artistic process and, and guides and teaches. Okay. And Joe, um, you know, is a performer, mm-hmm. theater artist, spoken composer. Word poet, <laughs> yes. po- you know, and um, I think that was, that was everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then us, and then we were there. And so, yeah, we, we, um, we made, we're working really hard to make, like, access, barriers of access is as like less like no barriers to access yeah transparency of information yeah i feel like we say yeah so we even our application process was like basically four questions yeah just like what would you do with a week in the mountains that's a good question (laughs) yeah and and because we didn't want you know we didn't want anyone to feel like they couldn't apply Mm -hmm. and so we keep it really open send us a thing anything yeah like work sample photo whatever makes you know you best represents you. Yeah. And that was, we ended up getting a really incredible amount of responses and only eight of those people were some were people that we knew ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden here are all these makers that we've never met before yeah. um, that we got to know and, and get on the phone with and talk to, Yeah, which is really great. And so um, those are, you know, we're actively working on how we can mm-hmm. put the next retreat together mm-hmm. oh, good. because this kind of small retreat was very invaluable to mm-hmm. hopefully to them definitely yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also when we were going through applications we're like, we're like oh my god we can only take this many people i want yeah. to take everybody absolutely so now we're in the planning of like okay what's the next one because we got to bring some of these people yeah. Yeah. and of course my mom's yeah. already like okay so next year yeah, yeah. Oh, of course yeah. Um, yeah. But that's this, awesome but again it's the idea of like what you have is enough 
Mm-hmm. So it's like my mom can't do a lot. Yeah. But that's huge. Oh, of course. So anyone listening who has timeshares mm-hmm. or, you know, vacation homes. And for <laughs> they're willing all to these people, this is the first time they got to go on an artist retreat. Because I think that's also the thing is that's that there are certain programs that not everybody can get into or maybe mm-hmm. certain circles of people get into or maybe some people don't even know that they should apply mm-hmm. in the first place. Oh yeah, of course. Um yeah. So like, yeah, they just never even get a chance to be in a room with people to talk this like this way, to discuss their art, to have a, this kind of community. Like I think we almost take for granted, like because we met at the flea, like having kind of almost first in, in the city, um, like a family, like a little hub, yeah. like a place you can go. And I would say that it's like um, like Alice in the Through the Looking Glass or like Narnia. That like yeah. if you don't understand that you're supposed to go through the wardrobe, you don't yeah. know that this entire world exists, mm-hmm. and you're on the outside. And you have no idea. But like once you start to be connected through circles, it's like everything opens up. And I think it makes because what we do is hard to begin with. Oh yeah. Um, it really it's easy is. To do it yeah, it's people. It really is. Oh yeah. So we do. So you know, we're we are actively you know have a, we we are working on secret retreats. Then mm-hmm. those being hopefully multiples of those mm-hmm. per year. Um, they're small, they're short, and you know they give it. They give that. We also create content around makers, and so we have a series where we will interview um, an emerging maker and provide a high quality one minute video okay. that is like an introduction. It's mm-hmm. the calling card. Yes, and um, mm-hmm. we also do a photo shoot on the same day. We do the interview so that we can provide them with um, professional photos. Oh, so that's awesome! Yeah. So they have the materials going in because especially. I mean, for actors, you like most people, of course, have them. But if you're yeah. a playwright or a director, I mean, you still have to submit things or be yeah. out in the world. And if you have just an iPhone photo or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like people are not going to take you as seriously, yeah. which is like a weird. It's, yeah. a, it's a barrier. Yeah. It's a barrier to access that doesn't need to be there. And yeah. it's and it's as simple as I mean, we I at this moment like we can't solve why people looking on, on panels reviewing mm-hmm. things um, will choose someone with a better photo. Or if yeah. you don't have a website that looks professional. Oh, like yeah. Like if you can do a... Yeah, people get hired off of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if they don't have these tools, they can go to our website. Yeah. They can go to their personal page that we create for them, mm-hmm. their special makers page, and they'll get photos and a video introduction. And the video is made in tall format, so you can put it on a phone, and it's the full, you know, it looks mm-hmm. like Snapchat. Yeah. It's also done wide. It's also created. You know, so you um, can also post it across platforms. And yeah, always yeah. smacking. You know, using the tools available to us. Social media is everywhere, and mm-hmm. so we're gonna put um, that to work. You know, we create gifts of everyone, yes. uh, so that people have you know yeah. gifts of themselves, and and they can feel confident in that. I mean, also, you know, if you're an artist who maybe isn't as as secure in your uh, saying you know, what you do, mm-hmm. maybe you're just starting out, Yeah. but all of a sudden someone has taken photos of you and is announcing, you know, this is this playwright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That might change the way that they go about their work and that we're just trying to get more. Mm-hmm. We just need more. We need yeah. more names. We need mm-hmm. more people on these lists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do that, and then we also make a weekly show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have what uh, what we're excited about. Yes, because um, <laughs> we realize that like, another problem, especially for like um, downtown off of Broadway, smaller organizations, is that marketing costs a lot of money. Yes, it does. <laughs> and it's usually the first thing that you don't have money for mm-hmm. because if it's a choice between marketing or costumes or something to just get on the stage, like oh, that's yeah. the thing. So we're like, oh, what are the things that? maybe people don't know about that are smaller that uh, they wouldn't have 
access to because they just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's highlight these people. What are the things that like we're so jazzed about? We want other people to know that to get yeah. out of your circle because everyone has like the things that like your friends email you about or mm-hmm. send you like a direct Facebook um, invite for. But like, there's so many amazing things out there that like it kind of also is nice to help push you out of your yeah also, your regular circle. Right. We we learn so much from each other, and I've and this is just going back to me personally as an artist my whole mm-hmm. life. Like I've just never been content being within one. Field. Yeah. And so um, I learn so much when I go to a visual arts show or when I go and watch a, a classical music performance or any kind of performance yeah. or new opera or whatever. And there's so much happening in New York City. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know where it is, how are you going to go? Yeah. So um, the thing, it's called what we're excited about, because depending on who's hosting that week, mm-hmm. it's from their point of view. So mm-hmm. if it's Cleo and I hosting, it's what we're excited about. Yeah, of course. But if you're hosting... Yeah, it's like what I'm excited <laughs> yeah. about. And, and then like, also yeah. it's a completely different viewpoint, because something yeah. that like you may know about, I'm like, we would have no idea, but like, oh, but now we do. Yeah. That's great to have mm-hmm. so many different points of view and like to hit some of the blind spots that we just naturally have as human beings. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And it's, you know, it's turned into this thing where on a given week, we may be profiling shows or performances from, you know, six different mediums. Mm, that's um, awesome. In the hope that, you know, those of us who maybe identify as theater artists primarily mm-hmm. will go see that my favorite thing yeah. a typography show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stuff like, oh, makes sense, but I just would never have thought yeah. to do that and you know these these things exist and they're out there and so um, what I, I love is when we you know write out the caption for each episode mm-hmm. and all of these different organizations are getting mm-hmm. like, tagged together yes in one thing and that's you know um, we hope that that can not only will mm. that continue, but we'll be able to have a, a, a city full of guest curators. Yeah, yeah. And also, course. like, there's a kind of activism just to show up to something. Oh, like, yeah. Putting of bodies course. in seats to support different, uh, different emerging kinds of yeah, yeah, you can yeah. Yeah. emerging makers. That, that's, is, a, that's a that's another thing you can do. do. Mm-hmm. It's like just show up. Yeah, it's just go. So go huge. Anywhere. It's like something we t- I like don't even think about. Like, oh, but like literally being a body. Mm-hmm. And experiencing this thing, yeah, it's so important. But yeah. emerging makers need, you know, again, we go from like they need a platform to be heard from. Okay, so we need we can either provide a platform mm-hmm. via like the interview series, yeah, but also a platform for their shows to be talked about. And you know, you can feel like you don't, you know, overwhelmed by the world. What do I do? Well, go see a show. Yeah, go, just go. Just go. I mean, a lot of them are really inexpensive. A lot of things are free. Mm-hmm. Um, stay active in communities that you're not familiar with mm-hmm. you know I, I was thinking like there are really cool things happening up at like the Bronx Academy of Art of uh, BAD B-A Bronx Academy of Art and Dance no mm. anyway <laughs> it's called BAD B-A-A-D exclamation <laughs> point and um, or like the National Black Theater in Harlem yes you know there's incredible programming going on I mean there's always something awesome happening at Jack mm-hmm. you know something happening on the Brick yeah. Um, and then and then everywhere in between. And there's also cool things happening at like storied institutions mm-hmm. that maybe we don't know about. Like all summer long, the Brooklyn Museum had a residency with Caribbean, mm-hmm. okay. which yeah. you could just go to on weekends, which was sort of you know. But if we don't know about these things, mm-hmm. how are we going to go? So that's the thing we we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel there's some sort of like division between certain forms of art that like theater might get more publicity than say like other forms? And is that what you're trying to, like, bridge the gap between? I mean, I think within our 
present community, yes, because that's what I think the majority of people just know. Like, I can't mm-hmm. say, like, in, in those communities, like, they may be talking about it a lot, but I know yeah. that within our friends, a lot of people don't necessarily. Yeah, the, I mean, unless you, you know, I think, personally, I'm, I'm incredibly curious. Yeah. And I always have been. And this, this also, like, goes back for me, like, over a decade ago when oh, yeah. I lived in North Carolina at school and I moved to Winston-Salem to get residency and mm-hmm. I was just living by myself in the city. I didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and school was out. So yeah. I just opened up the paper yeah. and started yeah. showing up. Yeah. And when you show up, then people just, notice that you show up and they go, hi. Yeah. Like, hi, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden I found this incredible community in Winston-Salem mm-hmm. and had someone, you know, say, oh, you take nice photos. Why don't you have a, a art show? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. So you just go. Um, and I do think that we, you know, we only have so much time. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's, there's something that can happen when you experience a, form outside of your own yeah that can influence your work and vice versa Mm -hmm. and also another part of the shows that we try to highlight are also usually on again like the off-off kind of world but also that are uh, that are um highlighting uh lgbtqia uh -hmm. black and brown bodies uh disabled makers makers, um, non-binary women you know so that like you are supporting the artists that that need the support yeah. right now. So there's that. Yeah. So why is it so important for us as artists to include everyone, regardless of race or gender? Why is it important to tell everyone's stories on stage instead of just getting like a monotoned view? I think what we keep going back to is that so many of the problems in the world come mm-hmm. from the distance and emotional proximity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when you can't understand or see other stories and you mm-hmm. don't have any closeness yeah. to them and it just, yeah, it creates barriers that are unnecessary. But when you start seeing people's stories and connect with them, I think it's easy. It's like as a, as like a person of color, like we've been kind of um, programmed to see everything through like a white lens where it's mm-hmm. like very easy to, um, see yourselves in something else because that's you was for a very long time the only thing present but yeah. maybe not the other way around it's because you just don't see it enough so you can't understand that I am so similar to this yeah. I can see myself in that story for like it does it changes everything yeah of course and I think you know um, I talk often about the lineage of storytelling mm-hmm. and how those of us who, who must do this, like mm-hmm. this is what we do, and we don't, you know, anyone who can listen and say like, I can't tell you why I get up every day and keep on this path. Yeah. Um, it'd be probably a lot more, definitely economically smart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what yeah. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Do maybe anything else. But those of us who need it like water, mm-hmm. um, we are, you know, we, we come from a long, long history of storytellers. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think about how millennia ago there were maybe not as many of us, but there's now 7 billion people on the planet. So yeah. there's a lot of us and that we need a lot of us. Um, but our, our roots are deep and old and born out of the reflection of humanity. And so it is our, it is what we are here to do. Mm-hmm. And if we are truly storytellers, then then our hunger is for all stories and our, and our job is to tell them. And, um, it's, it's like a, it's what humanity is asking of us mm-hmm. and, and it can't be only one st- Like that's not your job, but your story, yeah. you're not like here to be a storyteller of 
you know, white girls from Florida. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it doesn't, I should say that doesn't mean that I'm telling all the stories. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being a storyteller means um, lifting up another's mm-hmm. or creating the space for that. Mm-hmm. Then you are like... Connecting other people. So can, yeah. yeah. My, my part of that story is that I got out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm still, you know, I'm still doing my, my, my calling, mm-hmm. even in that space. Um, and you know, with the last hundred years that we've had film specifically, mm-hmm. right? Um, how in this country, the percentage of that being told from one point of view is staggering. Oh yeah. 100%. And we just think about what it would have been like mm-hmm. if that point of view had been everyone. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know it's like, like, be so here. like oh, yeah. our own asses that like mm-hmm. it will change everything. But you think of things that we kind of find silly now like tv shows like will and grace or like glee but you realize that like yeah, yeah it's it seems so silly but like that did change like set into motion the idea of like seeing a different oh, story yeah, like, of course. and that opening that up where we're like now like 10 something years out or like 15 oh god when's 20 Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a bit. it's been a bit yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So, like how yeah like that storytelling really does change that and it may be small but it may not always be for us, it may oh, be yeah. for, you know, Aunt Ruth out in, like, the middle of Nebraska. Yeah, or, like, a show like Sense8 that was, yes, like, completely, like, that's... like yeah. diverse and, like, especially, like, as a lesbian, mm-hmm. like, seeing that yeah. on TV and not just in the L word, right. I was like, yeah. oh my god, like, I'm on, like, someone's representing me, mm-hmm. like, someone's, like, doing that. And I know, like, as a white person, like, yeah. I don't always have the problem of, like, representation, yeah. so I'm not really one to talk, mm-hmm. but, like, having, like that on but TV just, yeah, yeah just existing is a yeah. political action even some like lost like just oh, seeing, yeah. like, you yeah. know like two Korean characters on the show I was like mm-hmm. like it's not even like about that but just seeing that you're like mm-hmm. oh I can exist as part of a story mm-hmm. is so important yeah yeah it's it's we you know I think the going back to this 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 existential breakdown of what can we do yeah um in feeling like you know gosh there's so much happening what can we do yeah. Well, what we do is our job as storytellers mm-hmm. and and um, those of us who enjoyed a privilege in that for yeah. our lives, then our job is to, again, reach, you know, yeah. bring everyone up mm-hmm. and, and um, because uh, it's it's like, I mean, we don't have any idea what this, this TV, that TV season looks like when it's, when we're, when we're all looking at everyone's stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that is just like, what an incredible thing that will be. Yeah. It's not even like a, it's coming it's happening mm-hmm. and it's it's so exciting um but it, you know when we were talking to on our panel the other night mm-hmm. right like there are people that were in our panel when we thought about it, it's like like jordana speaking mm-hmm. about how she doesn't have anyone to look up to and she works in arts administration within mm-hmm. a an institution yeah and she's like there's no one who looks like me mm-hmm. I- i've never seen them where are they yeah mm-hmm. and that's part of what we're it's weird yeah. thinking that you're not always the first coming up to do these things, but like that you're in the small group of. Yeah. So down the line, of course, education is huge. Oh is a yeah, huge of part of this. I mean, there's the dream of going into middle school. You know, mm-hmm. how early can you? Because I we talk about back to my own story. Like I was in fourth grade, and someone said, "You know, you should probably do that." Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was oh, a yeah. that was a yes. I was told I was given a yes at mm-hmm. a young age that said yes, you should do that. When not everyone is given a yes. Yeah, because we also something that's been coming up a lot as we think of um, representation as far as storytellers or bodies on stage. But something that we don't talk about nearly enough is again the admin side of things, like mm-hmm. within organizations, like who's working on your marketing department, who's working in actually producing, who's mm-hmm. working in the behind the scenes stuff. And a couple of people have said like. Because people are just not applying. Because yeah. I think that they just don't realize that either one, it's an option for them, or mm-hmm. two, that like there is a need or a want. But like that changes everything. Like somebody brought up that if you're, uh, if you have like yeah, wonderful, you have an all black cast and you're yeah. promoting that show, but your entire marketing department is white. Yeah. And it's like a weird disconnect. And not mm-hmm. like there's wonderful people, and I love all the people that we know working in that. But it's something that I think we don't think of enough is the mm-hmm. behind the scenes thing. Because somebody brought up that it is the less sexy of like the yeah. thing. but like those people are also storytelling like mm-hmm. marketing is storytelling it's so but it's like the one thing i think we don't actually talk about for like do you think of people on stages or or writers but like that side is really important that i think yeah like even going into colleges I mean, like if you want to you should look at admin also yeah it's so it's so important it literally keeps all of it going oh yeah (laughs) i like the idea this this is the scaffolding of our world and the scaffolding of our world also only has one point of view that doesn't Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. and and again this is like we're not i mean so we're we're we sound i think we probably sound like we're talking about really big ideas because we are talking about big ideas but what our goal is is to to attack them in really like straightforward Mm -hmm. and like actionable ways Mm -hmm. so you know um we have plans for like a video series mm-hmm. that might be held in, they may be public conversations that yeah. are filmed or they may be private conversations that are shared yeah. where we go into these transparency things mm-hmm. like education that's just available. Mm-hmm. And Stuff that may, people may even take for granted that they just already have knowledge of yeah. that realize that other people need that. Even something as like easy as filing your taxes or how mm-hmm. to submit to things. Uh, it's come up in uh, a talk back that just like there's very everyday just living and working as an actor artist mm-hmm. whatever that like you just don't know yeah. and like if you didn't go to a certain organi- like an uh, institution or a part mm-hmm. of an organization or have someone to have told you those things it can already feel like you are way behind oh yeah 100 so behind and you're like how do we start leveling those things up so if you're like starting from like a negative how do we keep getting you to like a positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we 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 um some of the, we talk about helping artists get from step zero to one. Okay. As opposed to just going from one to two, three to four, you know, because it's like even just getting to the start. Oh yeah, that's the hardest part. Yeah. How do we get to the start? And we mm-hmm. want as many people at yeah. the start as possible. Oh, and yeah. how many like little tiny barriers can we take away oh yeah and even using technologies for that mm-hmm. even with this like mm-hmm. technology is helping like create so many things and even the internet just putting it out mm-hmm. there and everyone has access to it mm-hmm. right. at least nowadays yeah just using the tools that we have oh yeah <laughs> and and saying you know like again you were talking about like filling in the gaps i mean we talk often about pipelines mm-hmm. um and there are so many missing like for so many people, there are blocks in those pipelines, yeah. or I remember something that the pipeline doesn't even exist. Yeah. And so we're kind of going at it. And we're saying, okay, what's missing? What do you need? Mm-hmm. What's not there? Let's get really specific about it, mm-hmm. and then let's go to t- let's go to work. Yeah. Um, and then the follow through, of course, of all of this is that we then 
um, meet with organizations and talk to artistic directors and mm -hmm. talk to people who have our similar goals but are um, challenged in the way that we were as producers mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the need to make a season mm -hmm. and 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 then we say hi what do you as an institution need mm -hmm. where do you feel like you're not getting mm -hmm. you know how can we help mm -hmm. let's figure it out and yeah. then let's do it yeah so what does it mean for us to be artists nowadays? And has that definition changed, do you think, like, over time? Or do you even think there is a definition of what it means to be an artist? I mean, I think it, it's so subjective for everybody. I mean, mm -hmm. that was the why also um, when we were doing the submission process for the retreat that it was a very broad... Because, like, what, who am I to decide? Mm -hmm. If you say you're an artist, you're an artist. Yeah. And, like, I can't... Like, if deciding we should be on something because you submit like a certain amount of pages that yeah. knows what kind of process you're in. I was like, but if you were, again, it's so hard to do what we do to begin with. And if someone is stepping out and saying that this is what they want to do and this is what they do, mm -hmm. I was like, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a storyteller, if you want to make something, if you... I mean, I do, th yeah, I, th I think that being an artist, the word, mm -hmm. um, we talk about a lot of things, you know, we talk about chefs are artists, yes. architects are artists, mm -hmm. um, I think accountants are artists, mathematicians are, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, but what kind of artist are we? How do we see the world? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm an actor first and foremost, but my eye is a camera and mm -hmm. always has been. I see every, I mean, that's how I see things. Mm -hmm. And and how you see things, back in the point of view thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like how you see things mm -hmm. is, is individual to each creator yeah and that's what's exciting mm -hmm. and that's what is what what gets everything going oh, I mean, yeah. it's like each everyone's I mean I'm quite frankly just hungry for as many points of view as possible because it blows open the way I see the world oh yeah. yeah of course and so I think right now though if you're talking about like in 2017 mm -hmm. you know heading heading into yeah. the, the coming years what does it mean to be an artist um, our job is the same as it ever has been mm -hmm. right we're still here to to experience humanity mm -hmm. and then um, show what we see, yeah, right. Give back to humanity the way we see it, mm -hmm. like or through our point of view. But there is, I believe, a responsibility of understanding mm -hmm. what that work does, and this is just for me personally. Yeah. Um, so I think, as an artist, um, I cannot just. I don't know. You can't. We cannot continue as we once had mm -hmm. because the way we once had was wrong. Was broken. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, it takes being highly aware and also like conscious of, of the work you're making. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean that any work is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know. I think I. I think personally. I mean, again, I'm speaking very personally. I think yeah. personally, I ask myself the question of like, why am I making this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who am I making this for mm -hmm. more than I did certainly 15 years ago? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like we are all kind of doing that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> My, that's just me. That's, yeah, you know, of like, course. You know, it's, it's, I, I think that there was a, for those of us who, who have gotten to enjoy um, the privilege of being white within the art world in, in America, mm -hmm. um, there was like a time when, you would just kind of think like, of course, my story is exactly what everyone should see. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's still 
that doesn't mean my story isn't an important one, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking a lot more about about what stories I'm telling and how I'm telling them. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, back to um, the the panel of the idea of like an artist being like a starving artist and how we're like very stuck and then like it's always gonna be hard in a slog and of course it is but that like for the first time we have tools to start lifting ourselves out of things and to mm -hmm. connect uh, in ways that we never had before and just stop using things the way that they were because in like idea wise they were broken but mm -hmm. also like there's like just in in action uh, like Daniel talking about, yeah, using the internet, using film and video, using these things that we never had before and not being content with staying. Which doesn't mean like selling out, I don't think. I think it just yeah. kind of changes the way in which we look and, and activate these things. And the beautiful thing about being a, a maker is that it's individual to you. Oh, yeah. And that each journey and path is going to be different. And, um, you know, I... I feel like there are people who probably feel like there's like so many artists, especially mm -hmm. in New York. But yeah. frank, quite frankly, I want more. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I want more. <laughs> I want more artists. Yeah. I want. I want to see, because I mean, I I think about um, on our retreat, mm -hmm. uh, one of our our um, makers with us, Joe, was telling us about the idea she had for a um, a piece she's working on, and mm -hmm. she was like, I don't know if I should tell this story. It was very specific to her upbringing as a yeah. Taiwanese American. Um, a queer woman, uh -huh. and I think we all looked around the room and went, "I haven't seen that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, it. "Yeah, hundred yeah, percent." And I was like, "I'll go see that because I haven't seen it yet." Yeah, I think that in twenty seventeen, we were, I, we all went, "I've never seen that story." Mm -hmm. Is unreal. Yeah, so, tell it. So here we go. You know, like yeah. we just got to keep, you know, going forward. And and the in the um, I know personally, I'm just so excited for all the many stories to come. Yes, of course. So what does Sequin have in store for us in the future? What can you tell us? I think the thing I'm the most <laughs> excited for, I mean, it's still a, a brand new, I think, percolating idea, but is uh, the video series about um, just the informational to have panels to have, because we have like a, uh, these are our makers introduction thing, but yeah. we're also really excited about connecting with people who have already like been established a little bit yeah. and kind of the sharing their knowledge because everything that we do every day we start like building these little bits of information i think mm -hmm. we don't realize that when we have like a really amazing resource yeah. that is different to each person is that something that is also a commodity something that can be shared yeah. uh, we talk a lot about how oh um it came up the it was the kevin spacey always talks about the jack lemon thing like sending the elevator back down and oh, i think yeah. for the very specific uh, groups of humans that happens a lot which yes. is probably why there are so many white men doing things because they always send the elevator back down for it but we need to start doing it for each other more in <laughs> yes. a way and again i was like sharing this information because again it's like the complete cliche but like rising tides raises all ships mm -hmm. kind of thing that um yeah, there's space for yeah, everyone yeah and there's... getting that information out because also in a very selfish way yeah i'm like yeah, raise that person up. Get that story out. Those connect those people. That person will hire you. That person will do this. You will get to. Yeah, you'll get to. You everyone gets so much out of as much as they yeah. give. There is this scarcity. It can feel. Yeah. It can feel like there's scarcity or competition, but, but it's like it's really not because again, oh, yeah. everyone's so freaking different. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not. And so yeah, we're 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 kind of that's gonna be more or less like a launch of our education arm okay. of things in mm -hmm. this kind of you know new way of doing it, which will you know in my dreamland 
not not dreamland in five years. You know. Yeah, <laughs> in our five year plan. In our yeah. five year plan, um, I you know I would love to bring that into a, a into a, like a day long event. You oh, know, of with course. Like students. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are going to be throwing some parties. Yes. We're very uh, you know Cleo and I are both good at throwing parties. <laughs> great. Um, we like to do that, and those are great spaces to bring people together mm-hmm. and to you know come or come together under uh similar goals yeah. and just yeah. get to meet you know everyone from all these different areas it is, it's insanely exciting that we realized that there's like been a couple of events that we've had and we was like oh i don't know in what circumstance at least anytime soon that these human beings would be in the same room together talking oh, yeah. and connecting and just that mm-hmm. even just at our panel like if it was just um which was oh which is for the the american af festival that is Still awesome. happening now it's at yes. in Ohio till the sev, October seventh. Yep. So go do that. <laughs> yes. um, even if it was just those humans meeting each other, it mm-hmm. would have been like completely yeah. worth it because they were from all different backgrounds of we, making and yeah. I, I think that you know, Cleo and I worked when we were producing series. One of our jobs is putting the teams together. Yeah. I don't know how we got this skill, but we've gotten a chance to be um, do the work of putting groups of people together mm-hmm. and having a bit of an eight sense mm-hmm. about that and um yeah even like on friday night mm-hmm. this was seven we had seven um people come together for a panel and one of the panelists said this is the first time i've not known the other people on a That's panel awesome. like, this is the first time i've come to this kind of situation and i didn't know anyone else and I, we were like yeah so cool. like, we have so much to offer each other mm-hmm. um we just yeah. need to get in the room together so and then, like breaking off afterwards to like go chat about the next thing or project or getting connected it was like great now they are gonna go make stuff on their own together <laughs> so yeah so stay tuned for parties um yes. so we're, gonna, we're gonna definitely be doing something pretty big this fall um and maybe even something smaller beforehand okay. um the more you know more content um and then likely this spring um also I should say start staying tuned because there's going to be the call the big the big call to action for mm-hmm. us is again building the names yes. knowing everyone I always joke that I'm like hungry hungry hippos yeah for, for, names. Yeah. Names. so this is going to be kind of going out across everywhere and everyone we know uh-huh. um like we want to know you mm-hmm. your friends that person that you um, may do- maybe doesn't have the confidence yet to call themselves mm-hmm. that kind of artist. Mm-hmm. We want to know who they are. Yes. <laughs> um, the person who you're like, you should really write that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one, tell us who they are. Yes. Um, uh, we want them all. Mm-hmm. And that is going to go into the most incredible of spreadsheets as well as a fully functioning, um, beautiful um, database. Database. Oh, that's so great. That will be available yeah. So it'll be too. like a, a lookbook for artists. So if you're like, I can't find them, you're like, wait, we have them right here. <laughs> Go look at this. Yeah, and then when, when yeah. organizations do, when we ask organizations, what do you need? And they say, well, we need to know who. We're like, great. Who specifically? Also, here they all are. Yeah, that's great. Because so. I'm always looking for like people to come on here mm-hmm. and people to like share their stories. That's why this is here. <laughs> but yeah. That's great. Well, thanks so much for being here. I really Thank appreciate you for it. Us. You can fantastic. follow Sequin on Instagram, mm-hmm. yes, and Facebook. Yeah, we are. Go ahead. At, at we are Sequin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the same as our website, wearesequin.org, and our hashtag is SeeWeCan. I like it. That's so great. <laughs> well, thanks everyone so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks everyone so much for listening to this week's episode of She's an Artist. 
If you want to know more about Sequin, you can visit their website at wearesequin.org and you can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to be a guest here on She's an Artist, uh, you can email me at brown.sarah1012 at gmail.com. Thanks everyone so much for listening and I hope you have a great day.